happy, happy Mother's Day, everybody. Uh, I'm so excited that I get to share with you guys today. And we're going to continue on in our series. Uh, we're calling it the Empowered Series. And in this series, we're looking at different ways that the Holy Spirit empowers us, different ways that the Holy Spirit works in us and through us. And this is a really big deal. This is a really big deal. This is the thing that uh, can really help make our faith come alive, this interaction with the Holy Spirit. Uh, I remember the first time that I met the Holy Spirit in like a powerful way. It radically changed my life. Uh, my faith had been kind of dry and dusty. It had been more of an intellectual pursuit, kind of like a check the box, oh, I need to do this type of a thing. And the Holy Spirit shows up and everything changes. Things are wild. Things are alive. My faith now makes a difference in my day-to-day -day life and in the day-to-day -day life of the people around me. So today, we're going to be looking at one of the biggest ways we can experience uh, this empowering of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be talking about spiritual gifts. And we're going to look at spiritual gifts kind of in a, like, what are spiritual gifts? Why does God give us spiritual gifts? And how do we use these gifts? Now, there's, there's several different places in the Bible where it talks uh, about spiritual gifts. Like, it gives these big lists. So, for an example, in Romans 12, uh, the gifts it talks about are prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, generosity, leadership, mercy. Um, there's another list in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 where it talks about words of wisdom, words of knowledge, healing, miracles, discernment, the gift of tongues, and the ability to interpret them. And there's other lists that go on and on. Uh, today, we're not going to like really dive into each gift specifically. You know, I'm not going to try to explain the difference between a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge, uh, mostly because I don't really know. Um, <laughs> but really, sometimes, sometimes I think that we get really bogged down in trying to name the gifts, trying to figure out, well, is this, uh, is this prophecy? Is this uh, encouragement? What is this? And that can sometimes uh, almost, I don't know, stop us from using our gift. So today, we're going to pull back. We're not going to look at all the little things. We're going to talk a little bit more uh, big picture. But before we go on, I just want to say like, if you are curious about spiritual gifts, if you want to discover your gifts, if you need help, like, we have resources for that. You can grab me after the service, like, physically grab me and be like, help me find my gifts. Uh, I love that. Um, you can email any one of us on staff. We would love to help you figure out your gifts. Uh, we periodically do this class called Finding Your Fit. I'm not quite sure when it's coming up, but you can pay attention to that. Go to that class. And we have some other resources that I'll talk about in a little bit. But today, we're going to focus on the big picture. So we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to go from verse 1 to verse 16, because I think that this verse gives us kind of a, a broader picture of the what, the why, and the how. So there are Bibles uh, under your chairs. You can pull it out on your what's that? phone. That's the word. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read this verse, and then we're going to dive in. So starting in verse 1, it says, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, 
one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascends mean, except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach all unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the full measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. I need a breath. There's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of reading. Uh, okay, so as we dive in, why don't we just take a moment and give kind of a, a definition of a spiritual gift. So one of the definitions that I found that I really like is that a spiritual gift is a gift given by God to his people to meet needs for the purpose of building up and strengthening his church. So a spiritual gift is a gift given by God to his people to meet needs for the purpose of building up and strengthening his church. Now, if you look at verse 8 in, uh, in Ephesians, uh, it says that uh, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to him. I love this verse because the imagery here is important because this is the imagery of a victorious king. Now, in the, in the ancient world, what would happen is a king, he'd be sitting up on his, on his throne, he'd get off the throne, doo -doo -doo -doo, he'd go down, he'd go out to battle. He'd go out to battle. And if he was victorious, he would come back to his throne room, he'd walk up the, the couple of stairs, he would sit down on the throne, and then out of the plunder, out of the spoils of war, he would give gifts to the people who are dear to him. That's what we see Jesus doing here. He's giving gifts to the victorious king who has defeated sin and death on the cross. He set the captives free. Now he's bringing people to himself. And as he sits down, he gives out gifts to his dear people. And these gifts, they're freely given. They aren't earned. He doesn't pass them out based on how good we are, on our own merits, our own values. Uh, one gift isn't better than any other gift. They're just different. They're just different. And one of the traps that we can fall into with spiritual gifts is this thing uh, that I like to call gift comparison. And um, if, uh, if uh, you have a sibling, maybe you can relate to this one. Uh, I remember there'd be sometimes Christmas morning, right? Run downstairs, do-do-do-do, presents, yay! Start opening the presents. Oh, man, look at this cool, shiny thing that I got. And then you look over at your brother and sister, and you see the cool, shiny thing that they got. And then all of a sudden, your thing doesn't look as cool and shiny. You're like, oh, I want that one. I'd be so much happier if I had that one. 
That's gift comparison. We can do that with our spiritual gifts. Maybe you've caught yourself falling into this trap. Uh, you notice that when you say things like, oh man, I wish I was like that person. I wish I could do this like they did. Wouldn't my life be better if I had that gift? That's gift comparison. That can be super destructive because when we compare ourselves to others like that, we're basically saying, I know better than God. The gifts that God has given me are the wrong gifts. I want those gifts. It's a huge trap. It's a huge trap. The thing, the truth, is that none of us were made by accident. Me, you, we are God's masterpieces. He loves you. He wants to give you a very special gift, a hand-picked gift that he selected specifically for you. You are loved. God desires to do good in you and through you. So let's round the corner, and instead of looking at other people and being like, oh, man, I wish I had that gift, let's like put our gifts into practice. Let's start using the things that God has given us because that's when we start to have a lot of fun, and we all have these gifts. God has given each one of us a gift. In um, 1 Corinthians 12, it says, now, each, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To each one, God gives us a gift for the common good. As a people, we are marked by the free gift of God. This is the core of the gospel message. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Salvation, relationship with Jesus, it's a free gift. There's no caveats. You know, you don't have to have super cool mustache or just a mustache like mine to have a relationship with Jesus. You don't need to look a certain way. You don't need to uh, act a certain way. You don't need to have every single point of your doctrine lined up with what we here at the Vineyard believe. This is a free gift. It's accessible to everyone. And God's generosity and salvation doesn't stop there. He continues to give us free gifts, to give us these spiritual gifts, to give us these blessings. But... What does it take to receive a free gift? Humility. If we don't have humility, we'll never accept it in the first place. You know, we'll catch ourselves saying things like, oh, I don't deserve that. Yeah, God has blessed other people, but why would he give me a gift? Who am I? Who am I, lowly, wretched worm, that God should give me this amazing gift? Like, we need humility. We need to realize it's not about how good we are but how wonderful God is. He's so good. That's why he blesses us with these gifts. And then it takes humility to receive these gifts. It also takes humility to use these gifts. Uh, a couple years ago, oh gosh, it's more than a couple now. Six, seven? You know, getting old is hard, right? Uh, so several years ago, uh, I was driving this little blue Toyota. Love my little blue Toyota. Super low to the ground, could fit in a parking spot. Um, Driving it, one day, engine blows up. Head gasket gone. Oh, no, gasp. Um, so I'm stranded on the side of the road, 
And then my buddy Justin, who was working here at the time, Justin drives by, he sees me, he picks me up, he brings me to work, and then he gets like super invested in my car story. He like comes back to me, he's like, Clint, what's up with your car? I'm like, oh, Justin, I just heard from the, the, the shop, blue head gasket, it's done. It's just done. He goes, oh, okay. And he gets that look in his eye, oh, okay. Uh-oh, Justin, what do you got cooking up? Comes back to me a couple days later, says, Clint, uh, me and Gretchen, my wife, we were, we were praying the other night, and we just really want to give you this truck. Because I got a, a truck that I used in college. It's sitting in my dad's garage. I think we're supposed to give it to you. And he gave me this truck. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I felt so many different things. You know, number one, I was excited because I didn't have to go spend a bunch of money on a new vehicle. Uh, number two, I was just incredibly grateful like, they loved me enough to give me this free gift. Uh, number three, I was a little bit embarrassed. I was like, man, I have to rely on other people to take care of me? So there was some goofy stuff going in there. I could have said no. It took humility to say yes. And I could have accepted that gift, and I could have left it sitting in the driveway. I've been like, this truck is so nice. I don't want to hurt it. I don't want to wreck it. We'll just leave it here. We'll just leave it in the driveway. I won't take it out. It took humility to get into the car, to start it, to drive it around. And you know what? I was so grateful. Every time, well, not every time. I'm not perfect. I'm pretty close. But, uh, and I'm so humble. Uh, I'll pray about that spiritual gift later. Um, and just about every time I get in that car, I would think about Justin. I'd think about what a great gift it was uh, every time I started up. And on the flip side, when Justin would see me uh, driving around, I'd see him get this smile. He'd be like, how's that truck running? Like he was excited that I got to use this truck, that it wasn't rusting in my driveway or just tucked away in storage somewhere. It's the same with spiritual gifts. It takes humility for us to accept them. It takes humility for us to use them. And when we do, Man, it can be a blessing to us. It can be a blessing to others. It can bring God great joy as we use the gifts that he's given us. So, uh, what is, where am I? I got so excited about, about my story here. Ah, here we are. So, question for you guys. What gifts aren't you using? What gifts are just sitting in the driveway like that truck when you're like, I don't want to use them? Like, where is God putting his finger saying, I gave you this gift. It's going to be a joy to you. It's going to be a joy to me to use it. You know, and some of us, I get it. Some of us, like, we're tired. We're tired of using our gifts. You know, uh, some of us, we might be a little bit scared of using our gifts. Uh, <laughs> What's my life going to look like? You know, so for example, uh, I have a little bit of an evangelism gift. And so I'll be in the gym and I'll feel like a nudge. God goes, hey, you should strike up a conversation with this person. I'm like, really? Here now in the gym? I'm just trying to catch a workout. <laughs> like it is 6.30. I am tired. I'm exhausted. God, I don't know if I want to open myself up to this. Like I have to come back here in a couple days. What if this conversation goes sideways? What if it gets awkward? What if it gets goofy? I don't know if I'm ready to do that. So where's that for you? Where do you feel tired? Where are you scared to use your gifts? Where are you just worn out? 
I think today, God wants to empower those gifts. He wants to bless them. He wants, he wants to fill you up so that when, uh, when you see somebody in need and your gift of compassion rises to the top, like, I think that God wants to take away, uh, to minimize like, all the ways that maybe you've been, been hurt or scared or taken advantage of. He wants you to be able to use that gift of compassion fully and completely. And friends, when we, when, let's remember that when we use these gifts, it's not just us acting alone. Sometimes I think we can get really run down because we're trying to use our gifts like in our own strength. But it's the Holy Spirit that empowers us, that breathes life into these gifts, that lets us use them when we're tired, when we're scared, when we're worn out. So if that's you, if you feel like God is inviting you into kind of a, a, a re-empowering of your gifts, at the end of the service, we're going to take some time to pray for one another Man, come up. Let somebody pray for you. Let somebody come alongside. Let the Holy Spirit come and bless those gifts uh, so that you can have a lot of fun using them and other people can be blessed by them so that people of the Twin Ports will get to experience that gospel hope through the outpouring of the spiritual gifts that God has given you. And, you know, maybe, maybe you're not really sure uh, what your spiritual gifts are and this whole uh, concept of spiritual gifts is new to you. And if that's, if that's you, if you're like, yeah, I don't really know how to use my gifts, uh, I'd encourage you to do two things. First, consider what gives you joy. Like what makes you feel truly alive and happy? You know, maybe that's uh, you love inviting people into your house and cooking them a meal. Maybe you have a gift of hospitality. Maybe you just love developing people. You know, you're a supervisor at work and seeing your people come alive and thrive, oh man, that just, that just jazzes you up. Uh, if that's you, maybe you have a gift of pastoring. I don't know, but you know what? The Holy Spirit does. So if you're unsure what your gifts are, take some time this week, consider what gives you joy and ask God, hey, maybe, like ask God, is this, is this a spot that you've gifted me? Is this something that you're looking to empower. So spend some time considering in prayer. And the second thing, uh, if you're looking to discover your, your gifts, please get involved in a small group. Like small groups are one of the primary ways where we learn and grow in our faith, where we uh, become mature. In a small group, we get to use our gifts. We get to try out gifts to, to bless other people, to see where God is working. I can't stress enough how amazing small groups are to kind of help develop your gifts. Uh, and everybody has a gift. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that John Wimber, he was the founder of the vineyard, used to say is, uh, in the kingdom of God, everybody gets to play. Everybody gets to play. There's no such thing as like a sideline Christian. We all have spiritual gifts, and God is inviting all of us to use those gifts. He gives us these gifts uh, you know, to, so we can experience his love, but he also gives us these gifts to meet a need. Gifts are given to meet a need. This is one of the biggest reasons God has blessed us with these gifts. So if you um, look at Ephesians 4, uh, verses 12 and 13, it says that these gifts have been given to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. He's given us these gifts so that the body of Christ might be built up. 
so we can add to the body, so we can see more and more people come to meet and know and love Jesus. God uses our gifts to draw other people into relationship with him. So when I first came to the vineyard, I got invited um, by a guy who had an evangelism gift uh, when I was working at Olive Garden. This guy said, hey, you should we talk? He's like, you should come check out the vineyard. This was a weird invite, right? Who just gets invited to church while you're, uh, you know, slinging spaghetti or whatever? Uh, but there was something about that invite that just stuck. I was like, okay, this guy took a risk, invited me to church. That's pretty cool. Evangelism gifting drew me in a little bit, right? I show up on a, on a weekend. I'm greeted at the door by people who have a hospitality, great, uh, hospitality gift. Hey, welcome to the vineyard. We're so glad that you're here. And I was like, ooh, look at these people. They're happy that I'm here. This is nice. A lot of times people aren't happy when I show up. <laughs> this is different. All right, I can dig it. Hospitality gift draws me in. I walk through the doors. I see people using their gift of worship and us as a community using our gift of worship. And I'm looking around and I feel something stirring inside of me. I'm like, oh my goodness. Look at all these people. Guys, gals, old, young, different colors, different, that's a hard word, ethnicities, um, people of different socioeconomical statuses, all worshiping the same thing. Wow, that's powerful. Holy Spirit working through the community, drawing me in even more. Uh, I heard somebody get up. Um, they, they gave a, just, they had a gift of teaching. They illuminated the scripture in a way that I'd never seen before. Like the Bible made sense. It seemed applicable to my everyday life. It's like, wow, I didn't know that book had such cool things in it. Uh, I came up front. I got prayer ministry. Somebody spoke like God's heart over me, like using their gift of prayer and prophecy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so loved and noticed by God. That was a weekend service. All of our gifts working together to build up the body. And that was just one weekend. Now, spiritual gifts, they work really well on Sundays. They work really well all the other days of the week, too. We're a community that's being called to use our gifts, both as individuals, but, but corporately. And when I say corporately, you know, that, that can absolutely mean on a Sunday, during a, during a weekend worship service, but it can mean lots of other things, too. It could mean serving on a youth ministry team. It could mean helping in fruit of the vine. It could mean getting a group <laughs> together that live in the same neighborhood to go love and serve and bless your neighbors. Our gifts work good as individuals. They work really good together. So how is God asking you today to use your gifts to bless others and to build up the church? No, for some of us, he's really calling us to use our gifts outside the walls of this building to love and serve your coworkers, to be praying for them, um, you're having them over for dinner, helping a stranger, speaking truth to power when it might cost you, being there for the least and the lost. For others, maybe he is inviting us to get more involved in like a weekend team, you know, uh, whether that's showing up early and making coffee or helping out in the, in the tech booth, you know, trying to keep up with me on slides as I bounce all over so people can see John Wimber quotes. What does that look like for you? What is he inviting you into? Because all of us are called to help build up the body of Christ. And this is for sure to add new folks 
to welcome new folks in, but this is also to build maturity in each and every one of us as a follower of Jesus. Uh, it says it there in that verses 12 and 13. You know, we get built up to reach unity and become mature. Spiritual gifts aren't just for new members of the community. They're for helping all of us grow in our faith. Uh, so for example, um, it would be easy to think that like, using our gifts only help other people grow in maturity, and that's true. Like, for example, I got some middle schoolers uh, that every time I say, all right, go grab Bibles. I get these couple middle schoolers that they hop up and they run to the, the Bible shelf and they grab Bibles for everybody. And, you know, they got these Bibles and they walk over and they start handing the Bibles out to everybody in the room. Act of service. Gift of service. Their gift of service, um, but bringing Bibles to other people, is helping those other students engage in the Word of God. Helping them grow in maturity. So, yeah, like our spiritual gifts can help others grow in maturity, but at the same time, using our spiritual gifts help us mature as well. So you, you're a middle schooler, you hand somebody a Bible, and they say, I don't want that. Now you're like, how dare you? Why are you so ungrateful? And that points to like the, the, that thing inside of us where we want recognition. You know, our pride. Why don't you acknowledge my service? It forces us to dialogue with God about that. To say, oh, why do I want recognition for my acts of service instead of just knowing that I loved and served really well? So how is God inviting you to, to use your maturity not only, or your spiritual gifts to help others grow, but also like through your gifts, what's God putting his finger on? What's he saying? Ah, right here. Through your gifts, you and I are working on this together. What's he inviting you into? What fruit does he want to bear in your life? Because at the end of the day, spiritual gifts, uh, we're not given them just to have spiritual gifts. We're given spiritual gifts to bear fruit. The fruit's what really measures how well, how effective we're using our gifts. Remember, the, the loving God, he gives us these gifts. They're for the common good, the good of ourselves and others. And if these gifts aren't bearing fruit in other people and also in ourselves, that should be a bit of a warning light. That should be a warning light. If we're not seeing fruit in our lives from our gifts, it should get our attention. Because sometimes we can abuse our gifts. We can abuse our gifts, and the gift may uh, keep on working for a little while, but eventually it's going to come out sideways. So an example, um, let's talk about the gift of leadership. So like all gifts, um, Leadership is a gift from God, and it's meant to bear fruit in other people as well as ourselves. However, and this happens with all the gifts. I'm just picking on leadership because it's easier to point out. Sometimes we, what we see is there's a leader, and they may be an effective leader. They're getting stuff done. People around them are growing and thriving. It seems like everything that they touch just seems to work. But inside, there's no fruit. The fruit is out here, but there's nothing inside. They're not growing in peace and patience and joy and kindness through their gift. When they look in the mirror, they don't say, oh God, thank you so much for like using just, you know, uh, somebody from the, the suburbs of Aiken to do pretty fun things. There's no, that's me by the way. I'm from the little town called Thor. It's, anyway, uh, you, you probably wouldn't know it. It's that small. Um, 
There's no humility there in some of these leaders. They don't say, God, thank you so much for this gift. Instead, they look in the mirror and they say, look at this awesome leader. All this good stuff that's happening is because I'm amazing. These people, they would be lost without me. Their gift may still be functioning, but they're not growing. And it's only a matter of time before that catches up with them. So where in your life is maybe your gift working, but not bearing fruit? That's a warning light. That's an indicator. How might God want to pivot that and help us continue to grow? So we need to look for the, for the fruit in ourselves and others to tell if we're using our gifts effectively. And to use our gifts effectively, we have to stay humble. But ultimately, we have to use our gifts out of love. Like love is the thing that anchors us. Love is the thing that guides us. Our gifts need to be used out of love. Uh, and first, that love kind of starts in God's love for us. God's love for us. That's how we use these gifts. In 1 Corinthians 13, uh, starting in verse 1, it says, If I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. Our spiritual gifts, they're meant to be used in love. And through our gifts, this is the way that God communicates his love for us. For us. There's a this vineyard pastor, his name is Rich Nathan. He puts it this way. He says, spiritual gifts are not given to make you weird, to make you talk funny. They are the means through which you get to experience God's presence. They are signs of God's love to you and signs of God's love to others through you. So if you're feeling like that lack of love, if you feel like it's, I don't know, your faith is a little dry, it's been a minute since you've experienced that love of God in your life, man, maybe he's inviting you to use your spiritual gifts as like a way to experience him. I'll tell you, most of the time that I, that I walk away after using my spiritual gifts, I end up going like and just sitting. Uh, we did a youth conference a while ago and it went really well. I just sat in my office and I went, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the way that you showed up. You had work for me to do and I feel like I did it okay. But man, I felt your love through using my gifts. Seeing these kids come to worship you, seeing these kids pray for each other. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Where in your life is he inviting you to use your spiritual gifts to experience more of his love. So our gifts, they help us experience God's love, but they're also given so that we can love the church, love each other really well. Uh, Ephesians 4.15, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head. That is Christ. These gifts are meant for the body. They're meant for our fellow believers. They're meant to raise us up, to encourage us, to give us strength, to do all the things that like a loving family would do for each other. Because that's really what we are. We are a loving community. So on Friday, uh, I had a, a church member. They knew that I was um, prepping my message. They just texted me. I was like, hey man, I'm praying for you. And in that moment, I'm at home with a two and a four-year-old trying to write a sermon 
Kids are screaming at me. You know, they want apple juice. They want orange juice. They're throwing, what was it, graham crackers, goldfish? I don't know. It was wild. I got that text, and I'm like, okay. Somebody notices me. Thank you for that. Like, that was a gift that recentered me, that refocused me. I was able to love my children well and also not stress out about a message. Where is God asking you to do little things like that to love and serve others? You know, maybe it's uh, dropping a latte off for somebody at work. Maybe it's waking up a little bit early and praying for different folks in your life. What does it look like for you to use your gifts as, like, as, a, as a love letter to other people? And then lastly, um, we use our spiritual gifts to love the bigger community, like to love the wider Twin Ports community. It's through our gifts that people get to know, get to know who Jesus is. The goal of the church, and when I say the church, I don't mean you know, the stage, the walls, the sound system. It's the goal of the church. That's you, and that's me. To live a life worthy of the gospel, a life where we give ourselves fully and completely to serving other people. Like, through our lives, people see like a reflection. They see an echo of Jesus. They want to draw close to the giver of all gifts. And our spiritual gifts, they're one way that we can do that. We offer hospitality to those the rest of society rejects. This could be marginalized members of our community. This could be the jerk at work. We show up to serve other people when it's not super convenient. And when we... When we help somebody move, we stay until everybody's done moving. You, you, have you encountered those people that are like, oh man, we got half an hour worth of work left. I'm going to dip out when you're moving. And there's like two of you there and it's like a three-hour project. We stay till the very end. And you know what? We help carry the piano too. I know, I know. We don't just look for the light boxes. Like, oh man, this is so heavy. No, we carry the piano. We listen for the voice of God so that we can speak that voice to other people. We take a risk. We try to connect them to the Lord and giver of all gifts. How are we using our gifts to bless the Twin Ports? If we all got together and went on a two-week cruise, would our city miss us? Would they say, I can't wait till that church gets back? We are better because they're here. Can we say that? Can we say that? So friends, uh, I think today is kind of a day for us to take, to, to take stock. Where are we at? How are we using our gifts? Are our gifts uh, bringing ourselves and others closer to God? Are we using them for his glory? Or are we using them for personal advancement? Maybe we're not using them at all, and maybe we're unsure of what our gifts even are. Now, I fully believe that Jesus is working in the local church, that's all of us together, to bring hope to the world. He's using us to spread the gospel. It's part of who we are. And there's so much more. How are you using your gifts to love and serve your family, your coworkers, your neighborhood, your kids, your parents? How are you using your gifts in the office, at the gym, on the lake walk? How are we letting the Spirit of God empower us 
flow through us so that we can be the local church. We can be the community that brings hope and healing and the power of gospel to transform the twin ports. Now, what I don't want you to hear me say as we get ready to, to wrap up here is that you need to try harder, that you need to do more. That's not what I'm saying at all. This whole series is called Empowered. Spiritual gifts, they're not a try harder, they're not a do better thing. They are a gift. They're a gift that is empowered by the Holy Spirit that we then get to use as a blessing and benefit to other people. So as we wrap up here, I think the Holy Spirit really wants to empower our gifts, wants to breathe new life into places where we feel tired and worn out. If we don't take time to receive that empowering from the Holy Spirit, there's no way that we can possibly give. So friends, why don't you stand up with me? We're going to take some time right now to kind of receive this empowering. We're going to move into a time of ministry. So I'm just going to spend a, spend a little bit of time praying for us. I'm going to leave a little bit of silence so that we can each listen for the voice of God in our own lives. And I'm going to invite the ministry team to come forward so that we can spend some time in prayer together. So Holy Spirit, we just welcome you here even more right now. And Lord, I just pray for this empowering of our gifts. Yeah, Lord, we just, we say we receive that free gift. Lord, we thank you for the work that you did on the cross. We humbly accept that. Lord, we humbly accept the rest of your generosity as well. So I pray that anywhere right now where you're feeling tired or burned out, you're like, I don't know if I can keep using my gift. I pray that the Holy Spirit will breathe new life into that. And he'll be with you in the hurt and the pain and in the disappointment. And he would empower you to continue to bless others with your gift. And Father, I pray that you would like, activate some of the gifts inside of us that maybe we haven't used yet. Would you bring uh, like, all the things that you have, like, all the ways that you have created us to love and serve, would you bring that to the forefront right now? Would you take away uh, any fear or any doubt, any uncertainty? Would you deposit in us like an excitement and a hope to get to experience more of you. And Father, I pray that you would open our eyes to see the opportunities to use our gifts. Would you make a path in small group? Would you make a path at work? Would you show us how to use our gifts in our family and in our neighborhood? And Lord, I pray that you would uh, use our gifts to deepen our faith. As we see you show up more and more, would you create a maturity in us and a steadfastness?
so that we're not tossed about in the waves like that verse in Ephesians says. Father, anywhere where we've become too focused on a gift, would you point us back to you? That it's not about being able to get a prophetic word or see a miraculous healing, that everything points back to you, your love and your goodness. So Holy Spirit, we just pray for more of you in our lives, more of your power, more of your love, more of your acceptance, more of your understanding. So the worship team is going <clears> to <throat> lead us in a little bit more worship. These guys up here, they've all been trained to pray. They're practicing some prophetic gifts. I'd love to have anybody that feels, uh, feels like they, they need that fresh empowering to come up to get prayer. If you don't know what your gifts are, come up, get prayer. If there's anything at all going on in your life, these folks would love to stand with you and pray with you. Uh, a couple of specific things that, um, uh, that I felt like God was doing before I got up on stage is that, I feel like there might be uh, somebody with like pain in their mid-back. Uh, if that's you, I think God wants to do something with that today. And then I got a, an image of a house with a blue door that you used to go to when you were a child. Um, if that's you, I think God wants to speak something about that today. Uh, so I'm going to ask you to be brave. And when we start worshiping, come up front and just say, yeah, that was me with the blue door. And we'd love to pray into that for you. Uh, otherwise, friends, stay as long as you can, worship, be together, get prayer, and have a happy, uh, happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much for coming to the Vineyard.